Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What do you want to do? What do you, do you want? want are you asking me what I want to do next? Or what's on your list what for we... next? On my list? Yes. Well, I've got the Ferrari drive sound, full stop, wankers. The Danes win the Food World Cup. I've got Eugenie's two-year-old is going to be an activist. I've got the French ski struck. I've got the Oscars. Who gives a shit about the Irish? Oh. I've got the California massacres. We're going to LA. What do we tell the kids? Yeah. And I've got Jeremy Paxman says he is dull because he likes macaroni cheese and afternoon naps. Did anyone ever not think Jeremy Paxman was dull? No, he's famously not dull. Is he famously not dull? He sits about fishing and asks questions to politics. Oh, yes, he's very dull. Um, okay, what of those? What do you want? We've thrown out this gallimaufry to the uh, to the to the listeners. What's, going, a, gal- what's a gallimaufry? Even what's a gallimaufry? Is it like a smorgasbord? Yes, okay, <laughs> it's exactly like that. Um, um, I, it's a sort of Elizabethan word, but for, for an English Elizabethan word. For well, a obviously, I I only ever want to talk about. I only ever want to rant about books. <laughs> okay, so we'll we'll talk about that. But, we, but the thing is, we got, we, we, there's have you got the throwing books out story? Uh, no, you. I thought you took it out. No. Or maybe it's a new. I think it's. Is it in? Did it even get into the paper? I've certainly got it on my phone. Hang on one second. One second. No, I think the books. I've written about books. What do you want to say about books? Am I going to write a column? About, tell me roughly but what the, the story is that was. You get, so the books is there's a there's a guy I think in Germany who died yes. and left seventy thousand books and. The second-hand book market in, I do think it's Germany, the second-hand yeah, book is. market in, in Germany, that's 70,000 books, there's a load of books. The second-hand book market in... 70,000 Bücher 70, waren geleften by the man from Deutschland. Yeah, exactly. Und the second-hand, und the, and the second-hand Bücher market is sehr um, voll mit uh, Bücher und sie haben kein Besuch für alte Bücher. Bruno, uh, sh- sh- Bücher. Sh- stop it, stop it. Bruno, sh- Bruno Schroeder. Different not, Bruno Schroeder. Different Bruno, not not Bruno Schroeder, the the banking the guy famous who, banking who was guy. already dead. A retired German, is he dead? Who? Bruno Schroeder. I think so. Yeah, a retired German mining engineer who has died at the age of eighty-eight. A mining engineer had seventy thousand books yeah. only in Deutschland. That's yeah. so good. I didn't know he was a mining engineer. I'm amazed that he's not a doctor because they're all doctors in Germany, aren't they? Well, Doc- doctors don't have time Lord to read. They're too busy. Schroeder. No, they're a doctor of mining engineering. A doctor of engineering. Oh, I see. See you know what I mean? He's basically like, a coal miner with seventy thousand books. That's yeah. So uh, leaving behind a trove of roughly seventy thousand books. Uh, it's widowed owner of the house. The house. That he lived in this was, again, was converted. Shut up, shut up! Shut up! Shut up! I mean, this makes me ill. The thought of seventy thousand books in in one house, and I really like books and I love reading. 
but my principle is no unnecessary books in this house. It's so easy to go to a bookshop and books are lovely and they're not that expensive and you can just buy a couple and think, oh, I'm just going to go home and just crack them into a lovely kind of new book smell. And I do, of course, allow the kids to have as many new books as they want. My rule is no new books in this house that you can buy on Read Kindle. my lips. No new books. No new books, exactly. And people... And also, I think that... I think that people are quite stupidly performative about books and about reading. They say, oh, I love the smell and I love, well, I love the feel of a book in my hand. And I just think that's because you're a poser and you don't actually like reading. If you really are a devoted reader and you love reading, you would be happy to read on a Kindle. And you go to people with those lovely houses with books everywhere and they're all lovely and shiny and glossy and you think, you've never read those mm. books because otherwise mm. they'd be sort of shabby and bent and they've, yeah. they've arranged them all famously by colour, the red books and the blue books and the yellow yeah, books. Yeah, that's for people who seriously don't read. And obviously I have books. We put our stuff into storage because of, bu- of the building works and I have probably 20 books that I will never throw away, that, that I love and I will keep forever. And everything else goes on my Kindle and everything else, everything else, and, and I make you read on your kindle as well if you want a big reference book or a book that's really really meaningful to you fine no more i have sat there at my fiction. desk with four thousand books behind me on my study wall typing and i haven't turned around and got up and looked something up in one of them for 20 years because you just google it online yeah. reading on a, i have written before though about the, the kindle and then all the same people below the line say oh books do furnish oh, a room love the smell of a book yes no you should have you should have books you just shouldn't have piles of them all stacked up everywhere. It's gross. And the other problem with it, of course, is that, and I think this is alluded to in these in the Times, is it's the, the legacy that you leave to your children. What the yeah. fuck are they going to do with them? My, my best friend, Jem, his dad was a judge, a great collector of books. Jem mm. has, in his garage, it's lined with bookshelves with, with Michael's sort of 10,000 books. He's not going to read them. I can't throw them away. You can't sell them anymore. Nobody, like a first edition of Harry yeah. Potter and the... Wanker's hat, whatever yeah. it is, it's, it, you can you can sell, but the, everything else no, it has no value, and they, they have no value. You, you, the charity shops them. take it away. Yeah, uh, we, we, we recycle a lot of our really trashy old stuff that was falling to bits. We recycle. Just we, chuck it in the recycling put bin. Put it in the recycling. And, and there's, something, there's something. Otherwise, you leave it to your children to do. You do. They I have, to when my dad out, died, yeah. there are all these books, and the, yeah. the, the, the the rare books people come around and go, "We'll have that, that, and that." Everything else. Three books and everything else. You throw away these books that your father kept Mm. all his life. Mm. He's Alan Corran, Wadham College, Oxford, 1957. Bin. It feels sad. So we want, one has to spare one's own children. In fact, the irony, of course, is that, not the irony, but the coincidence, it is in Germany that this has happened. And Germany did invent book burning. Mm. Uh, And while that's generally considered to be a bad thing, it's one of the least worst things that the Nazis did. I think massive great piles in the town squares of all our books gathering round. Um, cheerio cheerio bye trying to avoid Zeke Heil Lebensraum and Juden Rouse when you're doing your shopping well the thing is broadly we should get to the village squares and in this fuel crisis we could say in our satirical slightly over the top hyperbolic piece couldn't we in the fuel crisis give these books to the poor to burn in the hearts of their grand Victorian houses that we imagine they live in because we know nothing about the poor yes exactly Um, what's next so here's an idea I had for a piece which I think would be funny Mm -hmm. Um, do you remember we talked last week about how I used to do a slot in the Times diary called Fascinating Historical Questions, to which the answer is no. I do know that. Okay. There's a question on the front of the Daily Mail, which I haven't looked at the story, but it says, is there a Chinese gadget in your home spying on you? Yes. No. No. Unlikely. No. But the story will say that if you, I mean, we've got some Huawei we didn't use them very much. No. Huawei Airbus. I lost mine. You've still got yours. I've still got mine that we did a sponsorship gig for and have them, and they're not quite as good as Apple. But we can say that because we've had the money now. And uh, and there. We had the odd Chinese gadget. We had that bizarre thing where Sam's globe 
So I've got a talking globe <gasps> yeah. for Christmas and it doesn't recognise Taiwan. Yeah. And he's kidding and going, look, Dad, when I hit Taiwan for the capital, it should be Taipei, but it says it says Beijing. Yeah. And when you put currency, it says Remnimbi, but it ought to be the new Taiwanese dollar. What's up, Dad? And I said, how about you turn it upside down? Mm. He turns it upside down. Look at the thing on the battery case. What does it say? Oh, it says made in China, Dad. You go, yeah, China is brainwashing us with yeah. toys that don't recognise Taiwan. Mm. But is it listening to our conversations? Where were the, these speakers, that um, these, these microphones that Ben's brought in? Where, where were they manufactured? Made in Germany! These are, oh, sorry, the things are... So we these, know the Germans are listening We know to the us. Germans are spying on us. Oh, yeah. they don't like what we've been saying about them today. Burn the books, they're all Nazis. <laughs> Times Radio is using Germany. So, look, so the German... So, but there is probably... China, there are, okay, if, if there are Chinese gadgets... I just did a Donald Trump thing with my fingers, which people Does he know. do that? He, he does, famously, he, he does that with his, oh, right. his I'm sorry I did that. If It's better he, than like Tony Blair, like, like yeah, this yeah, one. He like, he's point. like, he's playing shove half penny. Shove half penny. Shove half penny, yeah. So if there are Chinese gadgets spying on you, what would they see? Yeah? Yes. And I'm imagining like a John le Carre style novel mm-hmm. in which a Chinese fridge reports to its... <laughs> Paymasters in Beijing. <laughs> yeah, good. You're laughing. So it's like, and it's it's um, it's very hard to understand. If I was German, I would do the accent. As it's Chinese, I don't yes. want to do the accent no. because that would be oh, considered to be exactly. that would be racist. Well, weirdly. you could. Because but if they were, if they were Russian, they would be maybe I have to make them Russian. But the fact is, you've got a Chinese gadget reporting. What's it called? The the uh, you know, John. What do they call home in the, in John le Carre novels? They call it is it the park, the farm? It's something like that. Oh, it's called the um, the yeah, circus. It's, it's, circus. It's the circus. They report yeah. to control. Mm-hmm. So that and or or you could have like or you could write it like the carrier. It's a misty morning in St James's Park. There's a kettle sitting on a park bench. A vacuum cleaner comes past and sort of drops something oh in a God, bin. Oh my God, that's so funny. Is that funny? I love that. And they, your appliances are all spying on you. And they're gonna, <laughs> we've got to pull the toaster out because they, we think he's turned. Yeah, but you could also get in there. Could they could they could also be spying on an incredibly boring, boring domestic couple? And because you got all those things about me opening things that are already. You me opening a new thing when there's something already in there, and you're always rearranging the fridge. And oh, Target away. has opened a third pesto when yeah. two more were blatantly fresh. She must be sick in the head, yeah. or something. Could that be done? Is that quite funny? I think that you know a kettle sitting on the on the bench, and then a, uh, then a Dyson vacuum cleaner comes trundling by, and like well, the Dyson's some... English, and this is a double agent. Yeah, it would, it would have to be a, it's a Chinese <laughs> no, brand. No jokes already. This yeah. is great. There'll be more from Esther and me in our kitchen after a short interlude. But to find out what I wrote about in the end, why not pick up a subscription to The Times and The Sunday Times and enjoy one month absolutely free? Just search thetimes.co.uk forward slash Giles Corrin has no idea. I've been promised that this will take you to an amazing offer rather than just a website created by Ben randomly containing all my broadcasting mistakes. Although I'm sure that exists somewhere, it's just going to be up to you to find it. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do you want to talk um, about the, the, the ridiculousness of Mensa? So this is about this irirritating little toddler whose parents think that it's... It's not irritating. He looks like a very, very He does sweet look very nice. Boy. He's got his massive great glasses little on. Little face. Little those aren't real glasses. Those are his pretend glasses. Are they? Yes. There's a pre- and he's got his pretend laptop and his pretend glasses. Rubbish. No, those are his real glasses. Yeah. No, they're not. Oh, no. Quick Learner Teddy is made a member a, a member of Mensa age three. And he's an incredibly sweet little boy. Oh, it says he's three, but then he says he's two. Typical yeah, newspaper. Don't, we're not getting into the, like, the Times is fact-checking. It's slightly problematic. Yeah. Before, anyway, so he taught himself to read. He's, he's two, taught himself to read. Before he turned three, he had moved on to teaching himself to count in 107 languages, including Mandarin, Welsh, French, and German. Anyway, so da-da-da-da-da. So they took him to... That's basically his, the story, love. No one the story is, they had him assessed, and he had a high IQ, and then they applied to Mensa, and he did the Mensa test, and he passed the Mensa test. Anyway, so I went on the Mensa website yesterday <laughs> did you manage to make it work i made it work <laughs> so yeah. that's the first test i made it work and they said take our you know taster test to see if you should become a member of mensa and i think mensa has turned quietly from a community of i don't know like-minded kind of clever people to to a sort of a scam because I took that, uh, the, the, the sort of pre-mensa test. It didn't tell you you were a genius, did it? it I got, it's called full marks. And I know, <laughs> I know it must be easy because I am a massive dimwit. And I know it must be easy because I could do that. No, I was laughing at how, some, how easy some of the questions were. And I know that they're easy because when I try and help Sam with his non-verbal reasoning, which is basically mensa questions, like what does this box look like the other way around or whatever, they are impossible what well, shape comes, comes on the back after, of our son you know, sam who's a very clever little boy scoring only 10 percent in his verbal reasoning bottom of the entire class non-verbal reasoning non-verbal reasoning that's the nightmare one non-verbal reasoning. anyway so sam is now turned out turns out to be an absolute moron possibly although very good at cricket well, and who cares very, what's a good brain what use is that going to be in, in cricket when he becomes a cricket but i do i do think i do think that mensa has 
turned into something very, very faintly This is a very good point redundant. you're making because they used to say, you know, so can you join these dots and it would always be quite hard. Yeah. You're saying it's like sort of one of those Capital Radio, win a million pounds, phone this number. And the question yeah. is, the king is King Charles III, King Roderick the Forty-Eighth, yeah. or King Esther the Nothing. Uh, <laughs> and so, and everyone, there, oh, I know, I know, I know. And you yeah. phone the 98p Super number. Super easy, stupid question. And you're saying Mensa yeah. are just doing two plus two, you're in. I, I think they might be. I really do. And I also... Because you... basically you would hope that of all organisations, its own members are going to rumble it, aren't they, if it tries that? If I rumbled it quite quickly. So, so it said, you know, so you've put, you, you're well done. You're 18 questions. You're 18 out of 18. Like, really? they were Yeah, they were very, very easy. Very, very easy. And then what do you want to do next? Send a check? Yes. Really? So basically said, take our, take, you know, full marks for you... Why not try our... Uh, paid for? Yeah, paid for Mensa test. It's as good as Mensa going, you'll never believe what these celebrities look like now. It really is. So you pay... I didn't investigate how much it costs, but I could. So you pay whatever it is, and then you sit the proper Mensa test with the Mensa invigilator, and obviously get zero out of 100. And they laugh at you and, and throw they, shit. And they just go, eh, eh, sorry, try again next time. You know, I, I think it's a tiny bit of a racket. Because I've always worked on the principle a little bit um, of, you know, what sort of a person joins Mensa? Yeah, good question. You know, they always tell you that sort of, I don't know, Mike Tyson is in Mensa. And it's Gina Davis. There are all these people like Mr. Blobby. There are all these people who turn out, they're all in Mensa. But, and you ask yourself, okay, but do you think, was Stephen Hawking in Mensa? Is Salman yeah. Rushdie in Mensa? Yes, is, exactly. Is, is anyone, was Alan Turing in Mensa? Yeah, it's no. Like, it's probably... Well, it, was, it started in 1955, I think. So I think Alan Turing is probably just shy. No, he was around. Well, anyway, let's... He wouldn't have joined Mensa, would he? Stephen Fry uh, said in his autobiography, Moab is my wash pot, that he had his IQ tested and it was 142, which is, according to my IQ test that I took age seven, okay, look, the same as mine. Massive respect to Stephen Fry, who I love, and he's a brilliant man, and he's always been very supportive of me, but he's a lying Bum bag, okay. He, no, if 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 my if my Vechler test no. age seven IQ is 142, yes, it means he's not that smart. No, <laughs> Stephen sorry. Fry's IQ will be 190. Oh, he's right. lying. Stephen is wonderful, but he is slightly ashamed of being so successful. Oh. He's embarrassed about being everyone's favourite intellectual. When I read one of his autobiographical volumes, I think I reviewed it in the Times, I was struck by his, his endlessly apologising. I was very lucky. I went to Cambridge. I yeah. somehow scraped in and due to enormous good fortune, I got a quadruple first. But he's also very left-wing and very in a, in a nice middle-class way and very woke and he's now chairman of the MCC and one of the things he wants to do is democratise it. He wants to get rid of the Eton and Harrow matches. He wants to do more diversity. All good things but they come from a place, Stephen is just in that position of politics where he feels unlike for example Nadim Zahawi he feels that he needs to sort of lead by example in his behavior so he's saying his IQ is 142 it's not true my IQ is more than 142 and uh, I am not ashamed of it or proud of it shall I tell you what it is oh it's very high uh, <laughs> it's higher than 142 but not a lot it doesn't higher. mean anything I'm not clever you, can't, than you he... can't do anything and neither can I I can I can't I can't I'm very clever you can't I even... do our tax we can't even... Zahawi. I we write can... pieces we can't even make the fucking electric car charge up well I can't anyway no I'm... But I can. It doesn't mean anything. And that's why people are... Okay, look, I am stupid. I'm just saying in that thing, I think, I think Stephen is probably his IQ will be... Do you think he cut it in half? I think, no, I imagine <laughs> his IQ is about 160. He'll be absolutely in the top 0.01%. And he's saying that because he doesn't want to lose readers in, in the nicest right. possible way. The other thing I wanted to... Did, did you not feel triggered when you saw the picture of little Teddy? Yeah. And it said he, he could... Um, he taught himself to read in lockdown when he was two. Now, 
Aunt Kitty was basically two, and I mean, she didn't teach herself to read. I taught her to read, but she could read ish before she was three. And I was terribly proud of it. And everyone was going, "Yeah, but it's not about measuring these things." I went, "No, you're quite right." But look, but look uh, is, yeah. and the fact is that she's now average. She's she's bright kid, but she's she's not super top of the class. She's in she's in the sort of competent groups at class. She's in set two for maths, not set five, but she's not in set one. She's like a good bright kid, but mm-hmm. at two she could read. Mm-hmm. And I, and everyone's going, "Oh, Kitty's so clever. She's so clever. She's so clever." And I was boasting, "Kitty's so clever." And now the story amongst our sort of friendship group is, "Our oh, Kitty's really clever." And she is, but only this this guy he's shot off at two. Great. Yeah. By the time he's. Um, 11, he might be middle of the class. And by the time he's Stephen Fry's age, his IQ might only be 142. He, like Kitty, was um, uh, uh, early, with, early with reading and numbers. And there's not, nothing here about his maths. Numbers is maths. Sorry? No, you said he's early with reading and numbers. Oh, did I? Yeah, numbers sorry. is maths. Sorry, sorry. I know, I know your IQ is only 142. With reading, but early with reading. You see, it, do, it means yeah. nothing. He's early with reading and letters, but it doesn't say anything about numbers. And numbers is the like is the useful one, isn't it? Not reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no reading. Everyone basically learns how to read. You won't even let me buy books. So what use is reading? Yeah, exactly. Um, I want to. Let, uh, should we talk about raising the retirement age? Yes. Oh, you're a bit. You, you've started talking about your retirement in the last couple of years, and you seem a bit worried about it. Well, this sounds. This I think this one sounds like a column. I need okay. a column. I'm quite enjoying my columns landing quite hard when they're actually about things, mm-hmm. whereas the things we talked about are quite fun. Mm-hmm. But um, I just wonder whether the, 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 the this move to raise the retirement age from 67 to 68, and they want to bring it in in 2035 instead of the predicted 2042, uh, and that means it's going to affect anybody who's 54 or less. And, or should I mean 54 or fewer? No, and uh, <laughs> 54 or, or no. Uh, and, and I'm obviously 54. I mean, I'm under 54 for another three or four months. It's like, it's probably, I don't, I don't think it really affects people like us because we're self employed. Increasingly, yeah. I wonder what retirement age really what, affects. What are we going to retire from exactly? But this thing is, they're, 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 they're loath to bring it up. Yeah. Because um, they think it'll be a vote loser at the next election mm. because it's going to affect these younger people who are going to have to work longer. And all the old people who are going to benefit from it already vote Tory. Yeah. And their problem is to try and get these... Um, they're, they're only raising it by a year. Like, that's what I think. It doesn't make any difference. No. How can people be so... People of 30 might not vote Conservative because they're going to have to now work for 38 more years, not 37 more years. That's a generation that already is fucking work shy, WFH. Work for them is a thing that happens like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but only for about six hours and most of that is lunch break. Mm. You know, just doing it like, you know, pot noodle, TV on, clack, clack, out of office, bit of Instagram. And they want to to stop doing that at 67 in order to do what? What do they think is going to be in retirement? Spend more time with with the... The books they're not allowed to buy. But the thing is that I, I, we are talking about people who are relying on a state pension, right? So, and with all due respect, the people that you're talking about, these people are, are creative people, possibly self-employed, who maybe have a SIP and aren't really relying on a, on, on a state pension. Yeah. So you're talking about talking about train drivers and nurses and, you know, people who are... Well, I'll take all the fun out of it. People who are... I'm just offering a different point of view. I can't be mean about them. Sorry? I can't be mean about them. No, 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 no. But, but okay, well... Well, how old do you want your bus driver to be? Well... Like 68, just give me me a break. Oh, dear, I hit the wrong pedal. So what would your... What Instinctively, what is your column? What's the headline? Mine would be about, well, nobody work anymore. Work shy millennials already. I mean, I've already delivered it. To, to very little applause, my, my notion that these, this is a generation that don't want to work even now. 
So no wonder they want to stop further down. I don't know. I made some notes. It felt like I, I was on a roll before. What did I say? No, 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 no. Oh, yes. When you retire, you die. That point. Okay. It's about presentation. Work is good for you. Work is good for you. Okay. So. Arbeit um, macht frei. Arbeit macht frei. Arbeit macht frei. Yeah. See. Yeah. I'm fine. But that's not true, is it? That, that's just what they put on the. <laughs> It's not true. The gates of Auschwitz. No, but there is a... There, there, Arbeit macht jung. Which but means, although I'm not suggesting the government uses that as its thing. But no, the point is that we all know that people who re, people retire, particularly men, retire and then die. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're saying that they have to extend the retirement age because we're all living longer. Someone has to pay money into those pension pots for people who are going to live now to 87 instead of 77. So that's quite reasonable because we, we can't just put the onus all on this very young workforce so that we have to extend the, the time. But the thing is, is that it, when these people work, if these people work longer, they will live longer. So because you, you know, the, the, the time, the death is tend to be measured these days in, you, you tend to die like eight years after you've retired. And if that's, if you retire, really? at, yeah, if you retire at 67, you'll die at 75, retire at 68, you'll die at 76, that's retire at 93. Mm. And you may well live to 100. Um, so the government ought to sell this not as a retire early, but a live longer policy. In order to promote UK longevity and get us to the top of the longevity tables, Rishi Sunak should say, we're going to invite you to continue to work, well, force you to continue to work, until a bit later. What, do you, what you're saying is that the, the government have spun this wrong. Yeah. That, yeah, fine. If you, could, if you can think of something to pan it out to 1,400 words, then I think that would work. It's only 1,200. 1400 but then, you're, but then what you're doing there is you're celebrating work and your work is uh, reasonably easy and pleasant. Whereas if you are a train driver, then... Well, maybe your work is easy. I mean, train drivers, whenever I see them sort of swapping over on their shift, they always seem sort of quite jolly and sort of be friends with each other. And... Enjoying your work and enjoying the community that comes with work is one of the things that makes you happy and, and, and helps you live longer. So we should embrace, I'm thinking of the headline, embrace the opportunity to yeah. work longer, live yeah. longer and be happier. Yes, yes, exactly. I, th- I think so. I mean, there are, there are I, I think that, I mean, you're, even you are starting to worry about retirement. I think retirement is, is very worrying. I mean, people work and they think, oh, I'm going to retire and then play golf. And they retire and then play, golf, play one round of golf and think, well, that was boring. And it's really, it's difficult to know what to do with your retirement. If you're not going to be a real kind of community busybody and... So work longer and... Exactly, then retire longer and die. You should work until you die and then you haven't got the boring bit afterwards. That's the hardest Different Different cultures certainly handle their older populations in a different way. There are some cultures, I'm probably going to get this wrong, where... All, all the manual labour is done by very old people. <laughs> and the young people sit about not doing anything. Where is That's it? It's not a place. It it's is. It's a place in like, Gulliver's Travels. No, it isn't. It's a satirical place. It's a place where all the, the, all the really kind of hard work and the carrying water and the carrying... And the delivery stuff. drivers are all 90. Yeah, And the food exactly. takes three days to arrive. Yeah, and everyone else just sort of sits about smoking no, pipes. No, that's not a thing. No, it was somewhere. I mean, Italy, where the women do everything and the men just sit about in their string vests scratching their balls and being racist. Well, it? there you go. Not In Italy, your nonna does everything. And, that's and they why, live to 100. And that's why, exactly. And that's why... Well, they've got a Mediterranean diet, you see. That's why... Young kind of Italian sort of mummers are free to be sort of busty and carefree flipping about in their sort of slinky dresses because they've got a nonna back home looking after their 19 children and giving them time to sort of curl their hair and do their eyelashes and sort of go down Have to... Have you ever backed this up with any sort of... Have you been to Italy? Have you seen this? This is a, it's a wonderful picture. No, but Italians are always going on about their nonnas who are always in the kitchen and, and sort of doing stuff. And go- I mean, you know, if you in an atomised society where where generations don't live with each other. When you retire, there is a bit of an issue because you're not, you don't necessarily live 
near your near enough your family to be helpful maybe you don't want to be helpful to your family maybe you raised the children the first time and thanks i was traumatized don't want to do it again you know but then what is your purpose and if we are going to live longer then you do need to figure out what you're going to do i wonder if your plans for your retirement is a better column than what i'm going to do when i retire yeah well sit around and watch sam playing cricket for england is that your plan? Yeah, but, but when I'm 68, he'll be 28. He'll be in his prime. He'll be playing. Oh, no, he'll be, he'll be 24. He'll be full of them. Yes, anyway. That's my plan. Alice, I'm glad you've got it sorted. You've been listening to Giles Corrin Has No Idea with me, Giles Corrin. And me, Esther Walker. It's a Wireless Studios production for The Times, produced by Ben Mitchell. You can listen to us on the Times Radio app or download from wherever you get your podcasts. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.